Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Good morning to our church in Philadelphia, Philadelphia Tabernacle. Good morning to our, our family online. And I want you to, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Proverbs 22. We're going to read three verses today, but before we do, I want to just be a little vulnerable. Is that okay? Is that okay if I'm a little vulnerable? I recently, I've been, um, does anybody know, anybody know what biohacking is? It's, it's a, a kind of a, a relatively, last few years, it's a new craze where people are really focused on small hacks to our biology, how we, uh, not, not like, not drugs and vitamins, but more like how we, how we sleep and, and our diet and how that, how environmental factors uh, impact our bodies, they impact our, our well-being and our physical health. And, uh, and so I have somebody in my life that every week or two, there's a new biohack that they're trying. And and they say, oh yeah, now I'm on this, and now I'm on intermittent fasting, and now I'm on, um, I, I, I sleep from this time to this time, and I never deviate from it. And this time I'm doing, uh, I'm only eating this at this time. And there's always something new. And, uh, and I'm not here to, to say anything bad about it. Uh, when it comes to intermittent fasting, I, I heard about it, I said, that sounds cool. I can't try it because I like eating in the morning and I like eating at night. And that's just too tough for me to trust. Uh, but recently, I, a few weeks ago, I, uh, somebody told me something and, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna try that, but I'm, I'm not gonna try it for like a week and then move on. If I'm gonna try this, I wanna really kind of trust it. I wanna trust the process. I wanna try this for like three months and see how it really goes. And what they said, and this was really hard for me, is that we shouldn't drink coffee for the first 90 minutes that we're awake. Now, some of you might be like, well, that eliminates the whole purpose of coffee. For me, it eliminated a big purpose, but listen, I, what I miss in the first 90 minutes, I can, I can do more than make up for the rest of the day. But it, they said if you, if you don't drink coffee in the first 90 minutes that you're awake, what it does is if you drink coffee, say 20 minutes after you're awake, your cortisol levels, and I am a disclaimer, not a medical expert, not a, not a health professional, so this is not advice, this is not, this is anecdotal, I'm, it's not even a suggestion, this is just me being vulnerable, okay? Not a suggestion, not advice. But they say that if you do, if you if you drink coffee, let's say 20 minutes after you're awake, then your cortisol levels are rising in those first 20 minutes. And then you interrupt the, the process and the stimulation of cortisol in your body. And so then the rest of the day for the next uh, 18, 24 hours that your, that your body is, is in function, it, your cortisol levels will not rise above where it got to when you first had coffee. So you eliminate that cortisol process. What does that mean? That means that then when the afternoon comes 
and your caffeine hit has, has kind of waned, has take, kind of taken off. Now, now your energy level doesn't just stay where it's at. Now it drops down back to where your caffeine originally interrupted it from. So that's why we have, that's why if you're a coffee drinker like me and you have it in the morning, then you need it again in the afternoon. If you want to be a functional human being, it's not like it's optional. It's like, no, no, 2, 2 p.m., 3 p.m. hits, I need it, right? So I said, you know what? I, I heard about it. I read about it. Somebody was telling me about it. And I said, I don't, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know how to even vet the science. So I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try it for 90 days. So it's been like three weeks, right? And, um, and it's honestly, it's been great. In the afternoons, I don't experience that dip. But earlier this week, there was a day I woke up early and I was like, I was awake like five minutes. And I was like, ah, what's the big deal? I should just go, I should just have my cup of coffee. I was, I was struggling. I, st I even like ground the coffee and I started to make it. And then I was like, no, you know what? I don't want to shortchange the process. I was, so, so then I tried to go about my morning. I tried to read my Bible. I was sitting in my, in my chair and there was like nothing happening in my brain. Absolutely nothing. I needed that coffee. I was fiending. I was just looking out the window, like trying to, to pass the time. And then I started to look at the clock and I'm like, okay, uh, it's probably almost time, right? No, only five minutes has gone by. <laughs> the longer you look at the clock, the slower it goes. That's just a rule of life. And so I'm staring at the clock. I'm looking. I'm saying, come on, how can we speed this up? I was ready to like manually change the clock on my microwave just so that I could justify myself to have a cup of coffee. I eventually had it. I probably cheated by like five or 10 minutes, but I felt good about, about that victory. Um, so that was, that was earlier this week. I, I told some of the staff about that. And then this morning I was talking to June uh, who's on staff, and, and he said, did you wait your 90 minutes today? And I said, to have coffee? And I was very, very clear, right, to have coffee? He said, yes. I said, yes, I did. I was very proud. And then he's looking at me, and he's like, something's up. And I'm like, I did have an energy drink. <laughs> he said, that's, that's caffeine. I said, I committed to coffee, not caffeine. It kills the whole process. It kills the whole process. Now, look, I'm great now, but you want to talk to me at 2 or 3 p.m.? Good luck. Today, my cortisol levels are going to die, right? If you don't trust in a process, you'll never get the fruit of it. If you don't, if, if you don't say no up front then there are a lot of yeses that you'll prematurely say no to. If you can't deny up front, then you'll never see the opportunities that come on the other side. And you know, I was that the other, not, not today, because today I fell, but, but earlier this week, I was watching the clock, and I said, you know what, God? This is, this is more than just coffee right now. There's a process that you want me to trust in, God, help me, even if these 90 days go by and I'm like, well, that didn't help my physical well-being at all. God, you're gonna help me see that when I wait for something, 
that it can be fruitful in the end. You're, if, if I learn nothing else, you're going to teach me how to wait, right? That's what, that's what here in Chicago, in Philadelphia, online, that's what our 21 days of fasting is about. It's about saying, God, I am going to say no right now because you're training me to say yes to something bigger. And I want to talk to you today about being ready. And how do we stay ready? We trust. Last week we talked about freedom. And you know, when, when uh, it's, really, it's really an extension of us talking about freedom because we can never, our freedom will always be limited to how much we trust. Trust in ourselves? No, trusting in God and trusting in God's process. When you, uh, trust is really a, a, a cheerful waiting. And we're saying, God, I am trusting you that there's something coming that I can stay ready for. And so today, the title of my message that, that I want us to, to talk about briefly, and then I want us to respond, is get ready to be ready. I think that this year, that God here in Chicago, in Philadelphia, to our family watching online, God has things that he wants you to be ready for. And you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to get ready for that. Our fast, it's about getting ready that we completed. It's about getting ready for God to do something bigger. But can I tell you something? It's not just for 21 days at the beginning of the year. No, we're supposed to be ready for God to move in January, in February, then into April and June and, and September and December and into the next year. There, God wants you to be ready because he wants to do something new in you and it's not just for a couple weeks. So I want to read a passage that, that tells us how to be ready, how to get ready for what God wants to do. I, again, I was, um, even this, you know, when I was looking at that clock and I was saying, come on, maybe I can just, maybe I can just change the, the microwave time right now and I can justify getting a cup of coffee. I couldn't do that and expect to be ready in the afternoon for what God had for me. I had to say right then, no. I want to get ready for that. So right now I'm going to say no so that I can be ready for something else. And I want us to look at God's word where he tells us exactly how we can get ready to be ready for what God wants to do. So look at Proverbs 22 with me. Proverbs 22 says this. It says, pay attention. Everybody say pay, pay attention. Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips, so that your trust, everybody say trust. Everybody say trust. trust. In Philadelphia, one more time, say trust. So that your trust may be in the Lord, I teach you today, even you. Will you pray with me, Jesus? In Chicago, in Philadelphia and online, we say, God, we want to be ready for all that you want to do in our lives. We don't want to miss out on what you have. 
we don't want to miss, miss here. We don't want to misstep. God, we want the fullness of what you have for us, oh God. So God, today, let there be a supernatural impartation. Show us how you want us to be ready. Show us how you want us to get ready, oh God. Lord, would you... Uh, Lord, would you open our minds? Would you open your hearts, oh God? Your word says, pay attention. God, we pay attention to your word and to your spirit today. So God, download us, download to us your truth. Download to us your will for our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said amen and amen. Look, uh, can you put that passage back up? I want to just point something out to you. I want you to jump to the end of this this pastor. We're going to work our way backwards a little bit. So that your trust may be in the Lord, I teach you today, even you. Everybody say, even me. Even you. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about something. You may say, I may, I was talking about the fast and you may say, well, I don't know what that is. I, I, maybe you're a first time visitor. Maybe you came last week. Maybe you're new. Maybe you're exploring what Jesus, uh, what Jesus means and what Jesus has for you. Maybe, maybe the fast went by and it's a, it's a 21 days that we commit to, to fasting together as a body. Maybe it went by and, and you didn't even participate. You sat on the sidelines. I read this the other day. I read this passage. And it says, even you. I looked at it and I said, even me with all of my shortcomings, with all of my failures, with all of the, the things I don't understand, with all the things I get wrong, even it doesn't matter where you were yesterday. It doesn't matter if you, were, um, if you didn't eat a, a morsel of food for 21 days or if the 21-day fast went by and you didn't even know that it happened. Even you, God wants to teach today because God doesn't expect you. He doesn't want you to be in the same place. He has something new for you. He has a new place for you. He has a new plan for you. He has new, uh, the Bible says that he expands the tent pegs of our property. He expands us. He gives us new property. He gives us new authority. He gives us new dominion. And God wants to give that to you today. And he tells us how. And then when he tells us how, he says, I am doing this so that you can trust in me. Yes, even you. Even you who, who's battling, even you who walked in discouraged, even you who's, who, who might, uh, might be listening to the voice of the enemy who says that, that, there, that you should be condemned. No, there is no condemnation in the name of Jesus. Even you. Everybody say, even me. Even me. Even me, God wants to teach me. What is trust? So God wants to, he wants, he wants us to trust him. He says, get, get, be ready so that you can, get ready so that you can be ready. How do we get ready? We trust in God. The Bible said, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I'm teaching you. What is trust? Trust is a complete reliance on the veracity and integrity of someone or something. Not partway, not halfway. You ever, were you in middle school and you guys did trust falls? If you like halfway trust the person behind you, it doesn't really work out. It has to be a full trust. Trust is either there or it's not. And whenever we give up trust, we give up ground in the area of freedom. If you're not trusting God today, you're giving up ground in the area of freedom. There might be an area of your life that you're not trusting God. There might be areas of your life that you have. 
but you're withholding something. And God, is, and, and, and God is trying to show you that there is a new place of freedom when you can let go of your own personal inhibitions right there. What, what does that look like? I, um, I have this ring on my finger, right? And uh, does anybody have an Apple Watch or like a, um, like a Fitbit and it tracks your, you know, your calories and your steps? So my ring is like that. Um, and there's an app that I have to charge it every few days and I always forget, not always, I forget a lot. Uh, um, and it tracks my steps, it tracks like my fitness level, it tracks my, my sleep. And um, this is not an advertisement for it. I don't even know if any of this stuff is real. Uh, it could just make it all up for all that I know. Uh, but it's fun to look at. And uh, this is, and then, a couple weeks ago, my, my wife is on it too, and she was asking me questions about, um, about some of my, like, the info on there. And she's like, what's your, you know, what is this and what is this? I was like, I didn't even know it, it read that. I just thought it, like, read my steps and that was it. Uh, so, so then she showed me it tracks my stress level. So this is what that looks like. Um, my ring tracks my stress level, and they're going to put... Uh, one of those on there, on the screen. Um, so look at the top here. On the bottom, it says restored, and then it says relaxed, and then it says engaged, and then it says stressed, right? And so I don't know about you, but I look at this and I'm like, that's pretty good. Like I was restored a lot of the day. Um, down here, it says stressed 30 minutes, restored two hours and 15 minutes. I'm like, hey, I feel good about that. You know, um, stressed a little bit at the end of the day, but who knows? I might have just, uh, I might have been wired at the end of the day from afternoon coffee, which I, uh, again, we don't, we don't even know if this is real. I'm just, it's just an example, you know, who, who can believe these stats? So, um, so this was, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, then, then earlier this week, uh, next one, there are like these big spikes, Right? Uh, I don't know what was happening um, on Monday, January 29th, but man, I was feeling great. I was relaxed, uh, and then bam, stressed, uh, and then I was relaxed, and then bam, stressed, right? And, and I, again, I don't know what happened. I don't know if that's good or bad, but here's the next one. So then uh, Friday, <laughs> hey, Philly, I heard that, okay? I, I'm being vulnerable. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, you know, I could, I could like try to twist this and say, no, I was just very engaged that day. No, no, very stressed. Stressed, three hours and 30 minutes. Restored, 30 minutes. Not good, right? And when I was reading this proverb, I was like, what is my, what's my trust level at with God? Where, during the day, like, like we come in on Sunday and we can sing, I trust you, God. And we can, we can read the Bible. We can say, yes, I trust you, God. But what does it look like? Put that back up. What does it look like from 8.34 a.m. to 12.24 a.m. the next day? What does it look like at noon for us? What does it look like at 3 p.m.? What does it look like when, when someone, when we get bad news? What does it look like when, when someone says something that we don't like? What does it look like when things don't go our way? 
Do we, do, does, our, does our fear level spike? Does our anxiety spike? And, and you know, it might, for a, it might for a moment, that's natural. But where, but what happens afterwards? What's our response? Can we say, God, I trust you? Or do we walk away and say, you know what, I'm just gonna put that to the side. And so I wanna talk about what it looks like to trust. What does God say in how we grow our trust levels? You know, I saw this and I, and I, was, I, I saw these stats and I was like, man, how do I, how do I not live in that? Um, and you know, I looked at this earlier this week and I was like, how do I like, live less in that stress zone? Um, and, then, and then that one that you just saw was Friday and it was like all in the stress zone. So I got a lot to learn, right? But where, how do we say, God, I wanna graduate from being all over the place to God, my trust is in you. And no matter where, what's happening to the side, God, my eyes are fixed firmly upon you. I was, I was talking to a friend uh, earlier this week and, uh, and you know, he, he, I, I called him and I, I called him a couple weeks ago and I had something to, to say to him that I, I just didn't want to hold and just a, a way to encourage him. And uh, the other day I was talking to him and kind of an extension of that initial conversation is I was talking about an, about an opportunity that he kind of had in his life. And um, it's not an open door yet, but I was, I was kind of trying to say it in faith initially. And then I was like, no, listen, I, I want this for you. And if it means that I gotta, you know, I gotta do this and I'll call this person and we'll talk about this, then, then like, I'll do it. And he's like, well, you do whatever you wanna do, but I'm just trusting that God will, will open the door for me if it's there. And I was like, oh yeah, he really put me in my place. God, do you trust that God will open the doors that he has for you? Do you trust that God will lead you where he needs you to be? Do you trust that God is gonna say yes to the things that are yes, no to the things that are no? And so I wanna look at two things that this text says. Number one, how do we get ready so that we can stay ready? This week, how do we, how do we focus on the things that say that? How do, we, how do we get ready for the opportunities that God has? Number one, turn your ear. Everybody say, turn your ear. The direction of your ear has a powerful impact on your life. What are you listening to? Now look, we could, I could talk about music and I could talk about, you know, what, what podcasts do we listen to and what books do we, do we listen to or read, but I'm talking about the, 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 the wholeness of your life, the holistic, what voices do you give credence to? What are the influencers that speak into your ear? What are the influences that, that speak into your ear and you receive in your heart? Turn your ear. The words you hear are powerful. And where you turn your ear will determine where your trust is. And I believe that there are two turns of the ear that are important for us. Number one is turn your ear to his word. Everybody say turn your ear to his word. His word, when you turn your ear to your word, 
You get life there. You get bread there. You get real, you get real nutrition there. It's not sugar. It's stuff that will sustain you. And we need to know what his promises say. The Bible says in Proverbs, in Proverbs 2, my child, if you accept my words, oh, my, different translation, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom. Tune your ears to wisdom. You know, you ever, uh, this might, you know, uh, younger generation, you may not even know what this is, but you ever use the radio in the car? And you had to go to the right station. You know, I, I don't know what they are these days, but 92.9 or 94.3. And if you're at like 94.1 um, and you're trying to listen to 94.3, you hear static and you, you hear like every fifth word, Right? But no, it's saying tune your ear to wisdom. T turn your ear, tune your ear to his word. You don't want to miss out on what God says. I shudder to think of, of decisions that I could have made in my life if I was making them without turning my ear to his word. His word is there to direct you. His word is there to guide you. He wants you to know exactly what he has to say about something. Turn your ear to his word. Constant, uh, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. I don't know about you, but I know that for my life, I need the knowledge of God. I need the mind of Christ. For when, when I think about my future plans, when I think about my relationships, when I think about the things that I have to do this week, when I think about the things that are in my heart for five years from now, I have to say, God, I want your knowledge. God, I want your mind. God, I want your wisdom. God, I need to tune my ear to your word. Not to my own stuff. Not to the things that this world offers. No, no, no. Everything, you might hear something good, well, put that through the filter of the word. You might hear something novel and something exciting, and you might hear something new, and you say, oh, that could be good. No, put it through the word. Put it through the filter of the word. Tune your ear. Turn your ear to his word. And then the second turn is turn your ear away from negativity. So much of, so much of what we do can be driven by fear, can be driven by, um, you know, so much of negativity is driven by, um, is, is, is put on the platform of entertainment. And so often we're, we're, we can be, if, if our ear is not tuned to his word and our ear is not turned in the right place, then anything that satisfies it just a little bit, we start to like. And then we start to get the wrong spiritual appetite. We start to get the wrong things that sound good to us. And, if we, and, and so much of negativity is cloaked in entertainment. And sometimes we get so enthralled with that, that, that it takes up so much of our ear space that we don't have time anymore and we don't have an ear for the word of God. We don't know how to turn our ear that way. 
Can I tell you something today? What God wants you to do to gain, to, to increase the trust that you have in him this week, this month, this year, is to turn your ear away from negativity and turn your ear toward his word. Your ear, when you turn it toward his word, it can cut through all of the negativity in our world. All of the negative voices that are coming at you, all of the things on social media that are trying to tempt you, trying to, even if it's just to distract you and take you away from, from turning your ear to his word, he wants you to turn your ear to the exact frequency so you can cut out all the noise. There's a, um, there's a lot of stuff that, that we go by and we don't notice in life, but I want to point your attention to something um, right now I'm talking to you through a microphone, and it's wireless, and it comes through a wireless frequency. And there are a lot of microphones that were used today, that are used today, that come through a wireless frequency. There are singers, there's uh, a guitar, there's, um, comes through wirelessly. And it comes through an antenna. And up here, there's a thing that looks like a, sh a big black shark fin. Do you see that? There's, a, there's an image on the screen. You see this right here? That's an antenna. That antenna is pointed which way? Do you see? It's pointed this way, towards where the microphones are. If that antenna, and I've, I've, I used to be on the production team. I've played with this before. If that antenna is pointed that way, you would not hear everything that I have to say. The worship would not sound as good. It has to be pointed in the right direction. Our ears, the way that they're directed, the way that they're pointed, has a massive impact on what we take in. If our ears are not turned toward his word, and our ears are, um, are absolving and, and bringing in all the negativity that we don't even realize, then sometimes we hear we can hear truth in very fragmented forms and then it impacts the way that we apply it. Can I tell you today, turn, make a, uh, you know, turn your ear to his word very practically. If you're not reading the Bible every day, start reading the Bible every day. You might be here, you might say, I don't know where to start. Start in the book of John. And, and something that, that a lot of us do here is Whatever day of the, the month it is. Today is it's the fourth. You read Proverbs 4. You do that for 30 days, you will be shocked at how much wisdom has gotten into your mind and your heart. I read that on, on uh, I read that proverb on, on, on uh, January 22nd. It's, it's 30, you watch 30 days of wisdom, 30 days of turning your ear to his word. You read a chapter of John every day, you'll get through the Gospel of John in a few weeks and you'll realize, oh, I see how Jesus was living his life and how he's telling me to live my life and, and all the love that he has for me. And it'll start to dispel all the negativity that you feel for your own life. When you see the love of God uh, played out in the Gospel of John, you'll start to see, oh, all that stuff that I've thought about myself or all that stuff that the world's made me think, it pales in comparison to the love of Jesus. But you won't know it until you turn your ear to his word. So number one, we turn our ears. 
And then number two, we say, or we ready our response. Ready your response. What do I mean by that? The Bible says this in what we read. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips. That phrase, ready on your lips, it means to express yourself. So in the day-to-day of your life, what is the expression that you're giving out? Because the expression that you live with will be a litmus test. It'll show you where your ear is turned. It'll show you what your trust level is. The, the, that image that I put up where, where my, uh, yesterday I was just all over the place. Some of our trust levels are like that. And, and the way that we see that, that chart is our responses. It's our response to, to what somebody says to us. It's our response to, to truth when, it's, when it might be difficult to hear. It's our response when we're, when we're walking through darkness and we're trying to figure out where is God placing me? I heard uh, um, a friend of mine was telling me about their, their kid and their kids in high school. And this might be, this might be a lot of you, um, but their kid is in high school and their kid is, they said, man, they are, um, they're on fire for God and they are really trying their best to be the light. But man, when they go, when they go there, their peers so attack them with words, with, with condemnation, with guilt, with just trying to put them down. It's negativity, negativity, negativity. And I was thinking about that. And then they were telling me more, they were telling me, but you know what? Uh, their peers said this to them and, and they didn't retaliate. And then their peers said this to them and their peer kind of got all the other peers to, to, say, to say things kind of collectively against them. And they just said, you know what? I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm supposed to do. Your God can change your responses from retaliation or from competition or from envy or from, uh, from revenge to love. God, Jesus said, love your enemies. Jesus said, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. He can change your responses and he can do something new in them so that they bring new opportunities for you. But God, when you ready your response, when you say, Jesus, I trust whatever you've got for me, and I'm going to walk in response to, with according to your word and not to the negativity, then you start to become a tool used by God. Here in Chicago, in Philadelphia, I don't know about you, but I want to be used by God. When you start to trust him, when you start to turn your ear and you say, God, I want to be open to what you have for me. He starts, he can start to impart new things into you. And he can start to use you in ways that you don't even know. The, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago, I, um, I got home and, and my wife Amanda was, was getting ready for bed. And it was late and she gets into bed and eventually I get in and, um, and she, she was sleepy. So she kind of said, like, how was your day? Or, like, you know, how, how was it? 
And, uh, and I started to give like a real response. And I was like, you know, it's good, but I'm kind of, I'm thinking about tomorrow and I'm a little stressed and I'm a little anxious. And I start to, to say this and, um, and she's like nodding off, she's dozing off. And um, it was late, so it was understandable. And, and I keep talking though, uh, kind of hoping that she perks up a little bit. And, uh, and after like 30 seconds or a minute, um, she kind of cut me off and she just, she like put her hand on me and she just said, God, I pray. And she started to pray. It wasn't loud. It wasn't long, but it was an impartation. It was God's response for what I was feeling. It was God's response for what I was thinking. Now, 10 seconds after that, I think she was back into her REM cycle. And then the next morning, she didn't even, know, she didn't even realize, she didn't even remember what happened. But that's the point. Our responses can be so aligned with God that it just starts to become natural. Your responses for how you respond to the things in your life, they can start to become so, uh, so imparted by God that he starts to use you. It says, have them ready on your lips. Have them, have my promises, have my truth so stored up in you that you're just ready to be used whenever you go out in life. I'm gonna turn your ear, God says. I'll turn your ear to me. You're gonna get ready so that you can be ready to be used by me. God, this week, I believe that God is placing you in places where only, where, where there aren't other people. Other people, the person that you're, that you're next to, on the left or the right here. In Philadelphia, the person that you're next to. Online, myself, none of the, pastor, the pastors. We're not gonna be in the places that you are. You're gonna be there. And you're gonna be there to make an impact, to be, to, for God to impart something into you for the people around you. Your response will breed trust in other people's lives. I was, uh, uh, I just, I, I saw him on the platform, but um, there's a, one of the worship leaders today, his name's Sonny. And Sonny's here, he's up, he's on the platform a lot. He plays the guitar and he sings. And um, I don't know if it was a Tuesday or a Sunday recently, but I looked over during worship and, uh, and he wasn't on the platform. He was just here in the, he just responded on his own to the front and he was at the altar worshiping. And I remember it hitting me. Wow, like he's, he's technically, he's off today. He's not on the platform. But exactly what he's doing right now is exactly what he does when he's on the platform, when he's in front of the people. And I said, God, make my response so natural like that, that when, that in the midst of worship, he, he says, you know what, I just need to, I need to get alone with God because he's so worthy of my praise. Your response to God, your response to the things in your life will breed a response of trust in other people. And I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what you're facing this week or what you're going into next week, but I know that God he wants to raise your trust so that what you're doing now will create opportunities of faith to step into faith in the future. And so I want to pray today, but I want to pray, God, turn my ear, but God, make me ready for what you want to do.
Grow my trust in you. Grow my faith in you. Grow my freedom in you. Lord, grow, grow the areas, oh God, Lord, the things that used to be bondage, Lord, you're going to make them free. The places that used to be so fearful, God, you're going to put a new level of trust in me so that I just look to you and I don't look to the left or the right.